Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 351 and it is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. Uh, we are starting off the new year, 2024, uh, with a brand new episode. Uh, we took the holiday season off just to kind of chill, relax, you know, enjoy enjoy the holidays, Christmas and all that. And now we're here. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the things that we're l- looking forward to this year in 2024, like our most anticipated movies, video games and the like, uh, all that jazz. So uh, as Carl is sharing the episode, I uh, just want to say, give a quick shout out to our listeners uh, and viewers. Once again, thank you all for watching the show, following us uh, on social media or checking out our episodes on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, we really appreciate, you know, your your time and your your attention and just like your your general support. So, you know, thanks for coming along on this uh, nerdy ride with us. You know, we're approaching nine years of this podcast uh, since 2015. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Every time you say it, I'm like, damn. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, we're we're doing it. And, uh, you know, um, we're just going to keep on keep on rolling. So, yeah, man, uh, lots of things, lots of things going on. Um, just celebrated my 40th birthday. Oh, that's right. The big four. Oh, I celebrated uh, with my fiance. We were in San Juan, Puerto Rico, sunny, 85 degree days. It was wonderful. Uh, good beaches. Uh, wonderful food. Oh, the mofongo. Mm. Yeah, I still never tried that. Oh, mofongo is so, so good. I mean, I had three different mofongos from three different restaurants. I had, uh, let's see, I had a fried pork mofongo with... Uh, with sounds like something I would have. Oh, yeah. I had the fried pork mofongo with plantain, with the sweet plantain. I had a, um, a crab mofongo. Which was like one I would eat too. Yep. Oh, and I oh, but my favorite one was this cassava mafungo with uh, chicken garlic. Oof. Man, that that gave me the itis. I was food drunk. Like I was feeling sleepy when I cleaned the whole bowl. I just wanted to take a nap right there in the restaurant. If they had a bed, I totally would have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it was beautiful, man. Like we uh, went to, we went hiking to El Yunque. Um, lots of, lots of great muddy trails. I did a 20 foot, uh, drop, 20 foot jump, uh, off a cliff into some water. I, I seen hers and I want to see yours. Did you scream? Uh, I did not scream, but, uh, I hesitated three times cause I was like, <laughs> cause I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Cause like my heart was pounding so fast. Like it was rapid fire. Like it was probably like 200 BPM. And when I jumped, <laughs> When I jumped, man, like I landed in the in the water ass first because I might. <laughs> oh, oh, but it it didn't hurt though because like I was because like I, I when I jumped, like <laughs> I jumped forward, but then I but then I must have like flew awkwardly because like instead of landing feet first, I landed ass first into the water, but I, I made it out fine. Um, I was like, you know. There goes my splash. Oh, you ain't for the bushes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah it was it was so it was it was so so much fun um also walking around old old san juan um you know some colorful buildings narrow streets uh great food there um great vibes yeah man uh san juan it was was a hell it was a hell of a trip uh it was great to have great to be in some in some wonderful weather uh to kick off the the new year and uh when we came back uh uh, last friday we were greeted with a snowstorm so it was it was was as if uh you know new england conspired against us it was like oh you want to escape this you want to escape the snow you want to escape the winter well here's some goddamn sunshine for you here's some snow boom yeah so that was that was fun um but yeah uh but yeah that was great great times um five out of five ten out of ten uh six stars melter rating all that <laughs> if it's melter rating that means you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened so you have lies <laughs> who's feeding you lies <laughs> so what happens if you if you rate a, a match that's seven stars what about eight stars <laughs> oh then that means you're just biased yeah <laughs> Hey, I mean, hey, if you, hey, I mean, I mean, what would you do if you had a tag team, a popular tag team that named their signature move after you? Melter Driver, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, John Nunez is in the chat. He uh, asks, what kind of food is mofongo? Mofongo, uh, it's, a, it's a signature Puerto Rican dish. It is um, mashed, either mashed uh, fried plantain or sweet plantain uh, or cassava. And it's mixed in with with uh, different types of meat, so you can mix it with like chicken, you can mix it with crab, pork, fried pork. I highly recommend um, fish. You name it. It is is so good. It is mm, hot and creamy. Can we get through January first? It's already been like this crazy year, and we're only what a week and a half in. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 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 been that way for like the past. I feel like five years, <laughs> like the like the year kicks off wildly. Wow, that's in it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat Williams going off. Yeah, you got dudes jumping, jumping judges. Yeah, not a funny situation, but I will give him props because he cleared that bench. He did. He cleared it. And I'm like, yo, you. What kind of determination do you have to have mm. to jump? What did she do to make you that mad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he, if he, if he used this talent, you know, instead of uh, the criminal element, he probably would have. Probably would have made a good uh, NBA player with those kind of ups, you know. And this, and usually in most courtrooms, like there's some, you know, there's some height. Yeah, those bench, those those judges' benches are high. You know, you. I mean, and he, mind you, he jumped that with like no, no, no bounce, no trampoline, nothing. Just a a good running jump. Where was the bailiff? <sighs> Bailiff, what was he checking his phone? I don't he was know. probably out of shape. <laughs> hey, and he cleared that. I was like, yeah. Then they they had the they resumed the trial today. No, mm-hmm. it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had him. Yo, he they restrained him like he was Hannibal Lecter. 
Oh, as well they should yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know he's getting like like a couple decades on his sentence for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You 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 can't jump a bench to get at a judge, man. Come on now. Oh man. Aliens in Miami, apparently. Oh, it's Florida. I I, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but it's just yeah. It's it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. You know that's you know the next GTA game is going to be based in Florida, Vice City. So you know there's going to be a bunch of Florida man craziness. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be right if they didn't. Yeah. No. It it, it would not. Yeah. I mean, Florida is just the land of insanity. You know, down is up, up is down. Mm-hmm. You know, mass. You know, dogs and kittens, mass hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Stanley tumblers are just the craze now. What are Stanley tumblers? Just a freaking tumbler, you know, that people just drink water out of and stuff. But apparently there's a pink one and everybody's going crazy over it. Hmm. I guess people are really simple. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they're doing it for the the, the all-elusive clout. Whatever that might be. I don't know. It's just a pink tumbler that you can get from anywhere else that's just pink. Okay. But apparently them things run for fifty bucks. <laughs> like why? It keeps your water for, it keeps your water cold. Hmm. For twenty dollars I can buy a cooler. Yeah. Or just stick get it. another one just like it from five below. Yeah. For under five dollars. Yeah. Or stick it in a fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Some people have more uh, more money than sense, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, what's new in your world, man? How are things? How's how did you ring in the new year? Uh, went over to Tyrone's house, you know, and just plays a couple of games and stuff. First of all, happy birthday, Tyrone! What's up? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> But um, just lots and lots, and I cannot stress this enough: lots mm-hmm. of Miss Rachel. Uh, that woman does not leave our house. Miss Rachel, it's like a kids program, right? It's yeah, she's a um, yeah, it's like an early education, and she does like child development. Mm-hmm. And stuff, but put that on for Jasmine. Mm. Just locked in. That's that's it. Wow. That's it. Zach, what's up, buddy? <laughs> My little cousin's watching too. Oh, okay. But yeah, Jasmine is just so locked into Miss Rachel. Like, mm. I, I mean, just she's the best babysitter. We owe that woman child support. <laughs> She's the best co-parent ever. Hey, hey, that's what's up. You know, uh, back in our day, we had Sesame Street and Mister Rogers. Like, not on all the time. Oh yeah, continuously. Yeah, all the time. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Do you, you ever think of like just limiting it to like certain times? Like it could be an hour a day, or we tried. Hmm. I'm guessing she starts crying, right? Yeah, that little girl runs the house, basically. 
Uh. <laughs> she she does. She does. I'm behind on so much. Mm. Yeah. Oof. When Daddy does get some time <laughs> to the TV, I have been playing the God of War Ragnarok Valhalla DLC. Okay. Yeah. Dude, it is old school gaming. We are spoiled nowadays. Yeah, we are. Because when we die, mm-hmm. we just pick back pick back up right where we were. Yep. Oh no, not Ragnarok. Mm. You got to start from the beginning. Oh. And then you gotta find your way back. Mm-hmm. And then but here's the thing, it changes every time. Mm. So it sounds like a roguelike. You know, where you where the where dying is like the central part of the experience and things get randomized. Yes. Okay. Hmm. And it's frustrating because I can't finish it. I'm like, yo, let me finish this thing. And I'd be right there. I, I don't even know if it's the end, but I'm right there. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right there. But then I die. Mm. Then I got to start completely all over. Oh, is it story driven? Kind of. It's not a create. It's not a grand, you know, grand story like what we used to. Mm-hmm. But there is a story there. Mm. And it will drive you insane. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot at some point cuz I had it down I have it downloaded. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's free. Yep. Yeah, free, which is which is music to my ears. You think? Yeah. Cheap nowadays. Everybody's expe- everything's expensive. Mm. So, um on my uh hunts I found a couple of gems. First up, I actually I found Fantastic Four number 46, which is the first appearance of Black Bolt. Okay. For 160. But yet the same store was selling it raw for 260. Oh, really? Odds are probably in better condition cuz that's a 4.0. Mhm. But yeah, it looks good to me. Yeah, for a 4.0, like, I have to, like, if you look up the serial number mm-hmm. right here, you yeah, you just got to go on the CGC website, and if you look up the serial number, they will tell you, like, okay, why it got the grade, why it got the grade that it did. Mm-hmm. And then also, I end up finding, only for $35, Eternals number two, which is the first appearance of Ajax, which I believe was uh, Selma Hayek's character. In the movie mm-hmm. and uh, the Celestials. Okay. But that's only 35. Hmm. I'm like, why not? A 6.5 looks pretty solid. Yeah. But a lot of that is because they're white cover, they're white pages, and over time they just fade to like yellow. Yeah. Like how like old school newspapers, how newspapers are. Yep. So that's usually what damages it a lot. Hmm. So, um, Is he, am I enjoying the cold? No, I hate it. <laughs> Why is he asking you if you're enjoying he the cold? He lives in Florida now. Oh. I mean, it's Florida, so. Yeah. So is it really a win? <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, also on my, re- on my newest reads, uh, this uh, issue 
this new comic that I picked up is actually called Crave, written by um, Maria Yovette, pu- uh, published by Image. So what this one is about is a mysterious app that promises to make your desires come true. Mm. And the students at an esteemed, at an elite university, just u- they're using it to hook up with each other. Okay. Like, why else Yeah. would you use that? But then one of their top students named David, you know, he engages in kind of like a game of seduction with uh, this girl, Alexandria, who he was never able to get before, of course, using the app. Yep. But now the app, but now since so many people are using the app, it's, it starts to wreak havoc mm-hmm. on the campus. And now David and his friends have to try to stop the app from spiraling out of control. Hmm. And finding the origins of the app as well. Okay. Interesting. Kind of sounds like a little, little like World Tree. Getting a little World Tree vibe right there. Yeah. And yeah. A24 vibes. Okay. Yeah. Ariasta, maybe. Hmm. Okay. That brings it. Another yeah. one that is just A24 and Ariasta. I don't know what it is. I like them in comic book form, I guess. <laughs> So this one is actually called This Little Piggy. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I know. Look at look at, look at you. You sick <laughs> freak. Bloody pig's head right there. Mask. There we it is a mask. So it's produced by Scout Co- published by Scott Comics Scout Comics, excuse me. They also did the uh Rick Flair Secret Agent. <laughs> Oh, okay. Comic that I bought mm-hmm. uh, is written by uh, Sean Gaborn, and the art is by uh, Carlos Lopez. Carlos Lopez, and it's the story of Reggie, who's just, you know your typical high school nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, but, oh my God, Jimmy Drescher, what is happening? I haven't seen you in like twenty years. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, that just caught my eye. I had to say what's up. Yeah. So uh, he's a typical nerd who, who goes on this traditional family vacation, yep. but he learns that his his crush is going on the same is going on vacation in the same campground. Mm-hmm. So when we end up learning that Reggie and his father, what they do in this tradition, and mind you, Reggie has like trained all his life for it. He is prepared. He's been ready for this mm-hmm. his entire life. Yep. And what they do is they end up they end wind up finding his uh crush's family mm-hmm. and they hold him hostage. Oh. Staple pig's mass to the family. Mm-hmm. Then they let him go. Okay. Reggie ends up turning into the to a werewolf. So it's like a rite of passage within Reggie's family. Mm-hmm. And he has to go hunt them. Okay. So he pretends that they're pigs, little piggies. They just got to hunt. Yeah. Uh, that's twisted. Just how you like it. <laughs> okay. Hmm. A24 with a, let me see, is there some werewolf turning involved? I wouldn't even give it a, with a Spawn 1997 budget. <laughs> that could, it, it could be A24. It could be, um, 
What other? Yeah, what? A, that's the only the uh, like studio that I think that I can think of that primarily does stories like that. Yeah, um, I know Neon, the studio, like they do more foreign stuff, uh, like Parasite. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that could that could be up their alley too, or um, hmm, maybe even like. Maybe even like search like pictures or like uh twentieth twentieth century studios probably go right right to Hulu, perhaps. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would get. But speaking of A twenty four, and I'm gonna say this. I have well, before I get into before I get into that. Yeah. Uh I have been finally having a chance to catch up on what if season two. I love that animation style. It's it's a cool style. It really it, it really is, and they've had some pretty interesting uh, stories too. One of them was what if Hi- what if Hella like joined forces with the Ten Rings. Hmm. Interesting combo. Uh, another one was what if Nebula joined the Nova Corp. Okay. So fun, you know. It was all. It's always like just a fun. It's always fun to ask what if, and then kind of just exercise your creative muscle and just come up with your own scenarios and your own stories. So that's why I always. That's one thing I always enjoy about like the what if, uh, the what if series, comic series, and the um, and and the TV show. But speaking of a twenty four, and I've been wanting to talk about this all day. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I even had a dad moment because I'm like, if my dad was alive, I would have called him as soon as I got off, as soon as I got out the theater, mm-hmm. just to talk about this. Yeah, but yeah, last night I made it a point before we got before we came back mm-hmm. to watch the Iron Claw. Mm. The Iron Claw. It's with uh, it's the Von Eric story. Yes. Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White. Yep. Yep, and a um, bunch of other actors like, whom I can't recall. Um, I'm actually gonna pull up the Wikipedia right now, just in you know, just so we can. Oh, great! And um, listen, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy. I highly recommend it. I was hoping you would, so we can discuss it in long form. Because you, this would have made your list. Maybe at like number nine. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So for those who uh, for those who aren't familiar, uh, the the Iron Claw tells a story about the world famous uh, Von Erich wrestling family that were super basically superstars in the nine in the eighties, excuse me, mm-hmm. and that that consists of uh, brothers uh, Kevin, Kerry, Mike, Chris, but unfortunately he was excluded from the movie. Yeah, I'm, I wonder why that was. Pacing. If they would have kept it, if they would have kept Chris in a movie, mm-hmm. and this was something that this was one thing that I, um, that was my gri- my biggest gripe of the movie mm-hmm. was that Chris was excluded, like not even mentioned. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like that it would have been. Yeah, I understand it because the movie would have been like three hours long. Mm-hmm. But his story is still important to the overall story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how 
Chris was the young he was the youngest but you know he was the smallest he only grew to be like five foot five five foot eight ish um he had really bad asthma and from the medication that he was taking it made his bones brittle so um what his story was like he during doing a drop kick i believe like he just fell wrong Mm -hmm. and he broke his arm Mm -hmm. so and he just wasn't going to be able to heal like it was just kind of like he was part of like a couple of um a couple of angles, nothing too crazy. So I think that's why I'm like, all right, we can kind of do without him. But it's still, I still kind of felt it was disrespectful. Like he's he's a part of that family. Yeah. He's a part of that story. And then he wind up um, taking his own life in 1991. In 1991. Um, but yeah, and also you know David. But it was very well. Like the t- the story was very well to, uh, told. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Oh my god! And uh, Holt McCallany, who played Fritz. Mm. Oh, like people already hated Fritz. Mm. You know, big ups to Kevin Von Erich, who doesn't really paint his father in that bad of a light. <laughs> even though he, even though no one would blame him if he, if he did. Cause... Exactly. You know, it's um, he. Portray, he portrayed it. I love Maura Tierney's performance as uh, Doris Von Erich. Um, you got to take a lot of things into consideration. Um, I did see uh, one person say, like, one of the weakest, <laughs> one of the weakest uh, moments in the movie was the actor who portrayed Ric Flair. Yeah, I've heard a lot of reviews say that was a awful portrayal. It was the most. It we got Ric Flair at home. <laughs> Sorry, that's how I heard somebody uh, describe it. But you got to take into consideration that these are actors portraying wrestlers. Okay, mm. you're not gonna get Ric Flair, right? Because first of all, he's seventy years old. He's in his seventies. And, you know, the actors portraying wrestlers, and we already were so used to the one who actually did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, you kind of have to take that into consideration. He did have the body type down pat, though, which was like, mm. wow. Yeah. Um, The guy who played Harley Race, awful in the ring, but the wrestling isn't the center point yeah. of the movie. So, But he did act just like him. Didn't look 100%. I'm like, okay, we got a little Holly Race at home um, mm-hmm. thing. MJF, his performance as uh, Lance, you blink, you missed it. Oh, yeah, I heard that they cut down his part considerably. Yeah, which yeah, yeah which was also like another part. Um, not a huge part, but it was a part of the story. Mm-hmm. If you remember the story where it's like, I think it was... It was after one of the brothers passed. He was either uh, David or Mike. They brought in uh, Lance Varn Eric, who was a cousin. Yep. But the fans knew it. And the fans were really upset. It did not go over well. They were like, wow, the Von Erics, they lied to us. Mm. So then they, they just said, you know what? No, we're not going to um, do it. We're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. He, he's no longer, he's not related to us. We're no longer associated with him. Um, <laughs> um oh just looking at Kyle's looking at Kyle Chapman's chat what's up 
in in verse in reference to the actor who played Ric Flair in the Iron Claw, he said, "Man was the ripped up bus riding, spirit flying, <laughs> damn punch feeling, wheeling and dealing, shot from a gun, and he had a hard time holding his Chuck Taylors down." Damn, damn. Yeah, yeah. Nope. They they could have honestly they could have just got Jay White, put him in white face. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a better portrayal. Damn. Now, now I'm kind of curious. Like, well, I, I'll see Iron Claw eventually, but I'll spot the Ric Flair uh, actor. I want to see how bad it is. I'll, I'll show you when the show goes off. Okay. I, I, I will. But um, it, it's it was very well told. You did feel it. You definitely feel her. Can you answer my question? If you guys have any pl- any other platforms besides Facebook and Spotify for your podcast, I'm trying to answer a friend. iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. You can literally just Google us and find us. Oh, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you name it. Did I really say iTunes? Yeah, iTunes isn't a thing anymore. It is not. <laughs> yeah. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, but there, yeah, and also there were a lot of historical inaccuracies too. Um, one of which was uh, they actually showed right after when uh, David died, they had the David Von Erich Memorial uh, Parade of Champions. Yep, and that was when Kerry won the title from Ric Flair, won the NWA World Title from Ric Flair. Yep, with a backslide, mm. and uh, <laughs> he um. While he's celebrating, he goes, "All right, I'm gonna go for a ride." And it was, and that ride turns out to be the infamous uh, motorcycle accident that ended up taking uh, Carrie's foot. Oh yeah, yeah. But the historical inaccuracy of that was that he—that was two years later. That accident was two years later. Oh okay. Yeah. Carrie ended up losing Carrie's title reign was probably like 18 days. Hmm. Okay, a couple so, weeks. Yeah, um, they did. They, they did. They try to remake the head shaving match. No, they didn't. But you did see Ryan Nemeth. Ryan Nemeth play uh, Gino Hernandez. Hmm. Interesting choice. It, it, it was. It was indeed interesting. One of the things I was like, one of the things that I was uh, curious about was just how they were gonna portray like other wrestlers like how would they look like obviously they, i forgot the i forgot the guy's name hold on i can look it up uh his name was uh Kazi lewis caragino and i forgive me for butchering that name but he played bruiser brody hmm. clearly like it was obvious that he was portraying uh Blue, bruiser brody mm-hmm. uh michael j harney played bill mercer and i'm just like i'm sitting there watching him like why do i know this guy why did I know this guy? And it was killing me the entire time. Mm. Turns out it was Michael J. Harney who played uh, Sam Haley from Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Chavo Guerrero played uh, the original Sheik. Okay. So that was actually like the opening match. Hmm. And Chavo Guerrero also did like a lot of the uh, wrestling choreography. So and he's actually been getting a lot of high praise that where he was at. He actually says that he claims that he was pro- he was approached by doing. He's approached about doing a Guerrero family movie. Hmm. Hmm. That'd be interesting to see. It, it would be. Yeah, I wonder who would play Eddie. Pedro Pascal. Well, 
Pedro Pascal. I mean, I feel like he's. I feel like he gets. He gets a lot of high profile work. I think. I think if. I think if they find somebody, like who's very talented but yet a relative unknown, that could be a star making role for that actor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But if they want to go, if they want, but if they want to go, you know, bring an established star like mm-hmm. Zac Efron, yep. whose performance was amazing, also. Oh yeah, I, I, no doubt. Yeah, just from the damn, he got jacked up. Like he juiced up. Like. Oh yeah, that Hollywood. Uh, regimen. Even Kevin was like, "I didn't look like that." <laughs> yeah, that Hollywood regimen, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Jeremy Allen White. Mm-hmm. He, I liked his portrayal of Kevin. He was a Texas tornado, right? Yes. I mean, Carrie. Excuse me. Yeah. But here's the thing: he was just small, so you have to bypass that as well. Yeah, because I know Jeremy Allen White in real life is like short. He's like five foot something. Yeah, he he was short. And Carrie yeah. Von Eric's like big, like built like Greek God. Mm. He, yeah. um, yeah, also they end up, you end up seeing uh, Skandar Akbar too. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know who Skandar Akbar is? Sounds familiar. He's a, uh, he was a uh, manager mm. in a world class. Like he just had, uh, you know, the, I don't know what they, the, the Arab headdress yeah headdress on and he did wrestle like in Fritz's days and stuff they mm-hmm. did mention their oldest brother mm-hmm. Jackie who was electrocuted and then he ended up uh, drowning in uh, melted snow so they yeah. actually end up uh, mentioning him oh that final scene will get you oh that final scene will get you like I mean I you know I can't cry in pretty much anything mm-hmm. but like you have no soul you know what screw you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't I physically can't my child was born and not a tear was shed <laughs> like but it was just like damn you know that was I like how they did that mm-hmm. but it was just it just really just like Chris should be there mm. like they, I really found like there should have been a way where it's like they could have included him but they didn't have to like they could have like killed him off screen, mm-hmm. just like show some time passing, and then just like mention like I mean, we had Chris take his life, you know, Chris took his life and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I sweat. <laughs> just Kyle, you would, you definitely would. Um. Oh, and that and the actor who played a uh, replay was Aaron Dean Eisenberg. Okay. Okay, uh, Lily James' portrayal of Pam Atkinson. The real-life Pam Atkinson, oh, my God. Like, she held that man down because she was there through everything. Hmm. Yeah. Another historical accuracy inaccuracy, too, was um, they had had two boys. Yeah. Who are Ross and Marshall Von Erich, who's currently wrestling right now. But they weren't – Ross was born in 88. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Marshall was born in, I believe, like, 93. Mm-hmm. So they really just, they weren't, they weren't there. He actually had his girls first. Okay. So yeah. it's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. The boys are in the limelight right now. So let's, hey, let's throw the, boy, let's throw the boys in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know Haley, uh, which is Carrie's daughter. Carrie had two daughters, uh, Holly and... Uh, Lacey, who ended up being in TNA for for a short stint, mm-hmm. um, they praised Jeremy Allen White's um, 
portrayal. I did like Stanley Simon's uh, portrayal of Mike. Mm-hmm. How it was just like, and then you just kind of felt for him because he kind of really, he had other aspirations. Mm-hmm. But Fritz was like, all right, you're going to get in there. But then you could tell like he was really like after he, you know, showed like Mike was has like some brain damage from his um, toxic shock syndrome. And you can kind of mm-hmm. tell like he was just like being depressed. It was even a scene where he was just talking to his mom and he was just like, mom, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she was like, oh, what? Everybody wants me to be David. Mm. Which was true. Which was true. You know, everybody was hoping like he would be the next David. That mm. was some big shoes to fill because David was. They really was looking at eyeing him to be the next uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Mm. And you can tell, like with um, with Fritz, like he was just he couldn't do it, so he was living vicariously through his sons. Mm. Yeah. To fulfill his dream and his goals. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Fritz von Erich, he was a massive piece of shit. He, he, yeah, there's no, there's no denying that. I'm, what I'm real curious though is that, um, you know, despite in the, you know, despite how abusive he was, like, how was the portrayal of of their mother? Because it seemed like her mother was just a bystander. Mor uh, tyranny. I, I never seen many, never really seen any interviews with um. With Doris, uh, I've seen her in like pictures and some video footage, but I never really seen much, so I couldn't really just say like, "Oh, she nailed uh, Doris's character." But you can kind of tell us like she was very, she was a very religious woman. Like she just like God, t- God's gonna take care of this. Like, mm. um, there was one touching scene where it was like after Mike's, like for when they was getting ready for Mike's funeral. Mm-hmm. She was looking at a black dress. Like, she was just looking at it. So Pam comes in, was just saying, like, hey, you know, um, hey, you know, we're waiting for you. We're having, you know, it's time to get dressed. And she just looked at it, and she goes, I don't want to wear the dress. Everybody's going to say it looks familiar. I need a new dress. <sighs> because it's happened. Mm. You know, she's losing... A third son. Yeah. Yikes. And like that was that was another moment, like, damn, you know. Mm. Um and then when all the tragedies, like all the tragedies happen, there was this one moment where Fritz just walks in and she's like, Oh, what are you doing? Peyton, what's for dinner? Didn't make anything. Mm. Like you can already tell, like she was just done with it. Mm. Which end up happening, and they end up divorcing in 1992. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you can have that indication, like she, she's done. She blames him. Mm-hmm. Um, what was another key? Another key moment. They did one thing that they did do was Carrie's death. Mm. Spoiler alert: If you don't know the story, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Carrie shot himself. Right out of the, um, right outside the house, mm-hmm. and Kevin was the one who found him, mm. which was a historical inaccuracy as well because Fritz was actually the one who found Carrie. Okay, but Carrie took a bullet to his to his chest, which Carrie did in the movie mm-hmm. as well. 
but Fritz was the one who found him. Mm-hmm. The uh, yeah, he was in the family. Con- they were a lot of them were all in the family compound. Um, but the way that they portrayed it, it was Kevin who found Carrie. Mm-hmm. Kevin was actually the one who found Chris. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but well, the way Kevin told the story was that he he goes up, he sees Chris, and he's like, "Yo, Chris, what are you doing? Get out of it! You read my note? What note? Just just get out of here!" So he runs back, mm-hmm. finds the note, but by the time he got back to him, it was already like too late. He grabbed him by the head and. He could just feel like the warm, the warm blood in his mm. hand and stuff. Ugh. So, um, and then like once he found Carrie, like, once Kevin found Carrie, he was like, "You were supposed to look after him," because Fritz was coming. Mm-hmm. Once he heard the gunshot, and he proceeded to like strangle his father. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's the appropriate so, reaction. Like, eventually, he, like, kind of snapped out of it. There was mm. another scene where um, Kevin was going against, which was actually true. Mm-hmm. He was uh, going against, he was in a match against Ric Flair for the world title. Yeah. But Kevin just, like, snapped. Mm. And he applied the iron claw to Ric Flair. It would not let him go to the point where, like, the ref disqualified him. And Fritz had to come and, like, get him off him. Damn. Wow. And Rick Flair just comes. Rick Flair comes in and was like, "I didn't know you had it in you, kid. Where are we drinking tonight?" Jesus, that's how it was back in the day. That, yeah. was, that was the locker room culture back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, plus lots of cocaine. Yeah. They, oh, they indicated that Kerry was doing it. Mm, yeah. Um, they showed. They showed Mike taking the placidos. Oh man. And so it, it was a it was pretty graphic, but there's a lot of history that they just you know that they didn't tell. But mind you, it is part of the Von Eric. It's the Von Eric story, yeah. not world class. But if you do want to watch, if you're if you are interested in watching anything, um, I end up look. I uh, recommend that you. Uh, Watch the heroes of world the heroes of world class um, documentary. I don't know where that's uh, from, but I can I I can definitely look that up for you. Or lo- hopefully, if it's on YouTube, I can I'll post a link up on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, you can go onto the network and watch the triumph and tragedy of world class championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they actually look into like how you know the story of the Von Erichs and like various other. Um, wrestlers who uh, you can kind of say fell under the Von Erich curse. One thing that they didn't mention too was um, that, and this was something that was news to me, that Von Erich was actually Fritz's grandmother's maiden name. Oh, So it's just that when he was uh, in his day, he took on that name, I'm going to be a Nazi sympathizer to get heat. Mm -hmm. Jesus. But it you know, yeah. that was the mindset back then. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? It worked. Mm-hmm. It worked. But then he ended up turning into this wholesome family man from Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where that came, you know, that's where that came from. And they're saying, and they were saying that there was a Von Eric curse back then. Mm. But it was like, I think there was like a, like a plague or a sickness that killed off a lot of the elder Von Eric's. Mm-hmm. And then people say like 
Superstition says that when Fritz took on that name, he brought the curse to his boys. Yep. That's just superstition. You can believe who you, what you want to believe. Yep. Um, you can check out the Dark Side of the Ring episode. They have one on there if you want a condensed version of the story. Um, mm-hmm. There's also the story with Gino Hernandez on that same show as well. Yep. Um, who was part? Who was under the world? Who uh, made a name for himself? Underworld in world class. Who rumor has it, Gino Hernandez was supposed to be the original Million Dollar Man. Oh wow! Him. Oh, if you hmm. see him, if you see him and hear him, you're like, yeah, he would have nailed that to the part. He would have nailed that, hmm. nailed that role. Man. And then also, one thing that always amazed amazed me is how, despite all that tragedy, Kevin is at peace. Like he says that he's blessed to have time with his brothers i'm sure he, he excuse me he has his moments here or there but mm-hmm. if you really want to see that where it just kind of feels like it came full circle mm-hmm. uh watch kevin's uh 2009 wwe hall of fame induction mm. well the whole family winning yep. he just rep you know he represented the family so mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't listen the iron claw watch it yeah, watch okay. it. You you definitely don't think about it. Just go watch it. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Um, yeah, uh, it yeah if 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 it's when it, once it becomes like rentable, I'll definitely give it a give it a watch and I'll I'll share my thoughts as well. Um, but yeah, definitely uh one of the, one of the, one of the most tragic stories in professional wrestling history, and for for that movie to come out of the during the holiday season, I'm sure there were a lot of people who were thinking of, oh, based on the trailer, we're going to watch a, a, a feel-good story about brothers in wrestling. And they left just tears. What did I show you on TikTok? Like, people, there were people posting, like, on TikTok, like, before watching the Iron Claw, mm-hmm. then after. Not a dry eye. Yeah. Like, there's this movie creator on TikTok who's famous on TikTok who goes to, like, the Oscars and stuff. Like, he's, like, he was reviewing it, and he goes, I can't believe this was a movie that was made. Hmm. What's even more messed up is that it's a true story. Yeah. Yeah, also, Sean, Sean Durkin said the reason why he excluded Chris because it would have been even more depressing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, Iron Claw uh, still in theaters now. Uh, yeah, for the if uh, yeah, the, the it's it's not a feel good story. It's a it's probably the feel bad. It's a cautionary tale. Yeah, a cautionary tale and a feel bad movie of twenty twenty three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Who's the oldest of the brothers? There was the oldest was uh, Jackie. Who uh, Jack, you know Jack Barton Jr., but he died when he was six, and then Kevin. Yep. Which and was Zac Efron's character. Yep. And Kevin is the only surviving uh, brother. Yep. Yeah. Dang. Packed up and moved the family to Hawaii. Hmm. Wow. Whole new environment. Good for them. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, if you you see him on Dark Side, he's just like, you're just looking at him like he is just good. Like he's just he in somebody who went through that much tragedy. You need all the peace that you can get. Absolutely, yeah, no doubt about it. But yeah, uh, 
Yeah, that's the Iron Claw. I will go see it eventually. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything else you got, man? Man, I strongly. I can't just. I can't recommend this movie enough. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Even though I saw it in twenty twenty four, this could be my movie of twenty twenty three. Yeah. 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 You could still. You, know, you could still put together your uh, favorite films of last year. Um. Yeah, I know. For you know, speaking speaking of movies, uh, I did launch my my brand new podcast this this past weekend. Do the film thing. Uh, it's a it's on uh, Podbean, and you can also find it on Spotify. Oh, it's on Spotify. Yep. Um, it might not pop up in the search results, but uh, I did post on my uh, Do the Film Thing Instagram the link uh, to the Spotify page. Okay. Yep. So you can get you can get it through there. It's also on iHeartRadio. Um, eventually, hopefully it'll make its way to Apple Podcasts. I'm just waiting for the approval. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's up and live. I'm going to have new episodes every Sunday. Uh, this is the first season, so I'm hoping to have 10 episodes. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, for, for this season, uh, definitely. Oh. Uh, for per, per season, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we've got some got some more films uh, that I'm that I'm uh, reviewing coming out. So check it out. Um, I'm you know we can yeah yeah let me let me know, let me know what y'all think once you once you take a listen uh so yeah do the film thing is out um for movies i just got this a uh, wonderful fork ultra 4k edition um of uh, one of my favorite films uh ever uh old boy uh which is a uh, this was produced by neon um this one is the new a uh, 4K restoration of this uh, classic uh, South Korean film, which is 21 years old now. Uh, Park Chan Wook. It's a twisted tale. It's about a uh, you know about a man who gets uh, imprisoned for like 10 years, and then one day he gets released, and then he goes on a revenge quest to find the man who imprisoned him. And uh, the story the story takes some wild turns, which uh, I won't spoil. Um, there was there was a it, the film is um the film is uh one of the infamous scenes is where the main actor um uh, actually eats a live octopus explains the cover yep so um the the octopus was not a prop it was not cg it was a real octopus that he ate on camera <laughs> i mean i eaten an octopus before oh no this one was alive yeah <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't cooked. He ate a, a, a live octopus. A live octopus. Yeah, on camera. The octopus was not playing drums uh, beforehand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, old boy. Um, this is a limited edition. You can find this on Amazon um, uh, as well if you want to order it. But yeah, this is a solid film. Um, I can't wait to dig into it again because it's been a long time since I've watched it. Uh, I feel um, I, I I know that um I know uh Spike Lee did a remake of the film back in 2013 which I haven't seen but that hasn't gotten any real real buzz because like how do you remake a film like Old Boy when it's so good but yeah uh, I'll be def I'll definitely dig into this uh once again uh, rather soon um as far as other movies go um I did watch a few uh a, f- a few new new movies recently um each of which have made my list of my favorite films of 2023 um uh first film I will recommend which you can currently rent you can currently rent on Amazon 
um, or or other uh, streaming services like Apple TV, whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's an independent film, which um, I feel should be talked about a lot because it's so good. It's called Story Ave, and it stars Asante Black and uh, Luis Guzman. And it's That's an interesting combo, but keep going. Yeah, it's it's a really good film. Like Asante Black, he plays this uh, aspiring graffiti artist, and he joins this um, this graffiti gang, and um, you know this led by this this uh, this near do well who's like trying to like you know real real negative influence, real real nasty character, piece of work. And uh, in order in order and this and this gang leader tries to initiate Asante Black's character into his gang by by giving him a gun, tell him to go rob somebody and come back with proof so that he can be in the gang. So uh, uh, one day, uh, one night, Asante Black he he spots Luis Guzman's character walking out of walking out on the subway platform. He tries to stick him up, and Luis Guzman reacts like, "You're not a stick up kid." Like, like your hands shaking. You're like, is this the first time you even tried to rob somebody? And and from there, uh, their relationship takes like a mentor mentee uh, direction. And Luis Guzman tries to tries to guide the young man uh, to like the you know to like the 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 straight and narrow path. While meanwhile, Asante's trying to Asante Black's character is trying to figure out you know his place in the world and you know uh, how he can make it, how he can get up while. While trying to balance like these net positive and negative influences in his life, uh, this movie is really good. Um, it, it's absolutely, it's absolutely a, a st- stunning one. I, I feel like more people should be talking about this movie. It hasn't gotten a wide release. You can only f- like rent it online um, or find it in like a limited release theater or like like one of, or like an independent theater rather. But yeah, Story Ave is so good. It's uh, the, the directorial debut of Aristotle Torres. Um, this film was shot on location in the Bronx. Um, has that real, authentic, lived-in feel. Luis Guzman, long-time, long a, a great character actor, and this is a really great role for him. Um, and it's so it's so good to see him and just still doing work. And yeah, man, I I can't recommend this movie enough. Uh, check it out if you want like a good, uh, a heartfelt and gritty story. Um, a coming of age story, Story Ave. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon or like Apple TV Plus or whatever you f- wherever you can find movies yeah, to rent. See that Jimmy Fox uh, served as a producer. Yep, yep, he produced it and as well. No, Melvin Gregg was in it. <laughs> was in it too. I remember seeing uh, Melvin Gregg on Vine. He was pretty like he was pretty like big on Vine. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vine now it's like TikTok and Instagram Reels. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, Story Ave, I recommend. Um, another movie I recommend, which I had the delightful pleasure of watching. And it, and it, see this one. I already know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> what you're going to talk about. Um, it, it made my list of, my, one of, my, of one of my favorite films of 2023. Uh, it's uh, Yorgos Lanthimos' uh, latest feature, Poor Things. Oh, nope, that's not what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, it's Poor Things. It stars Emma Stone, uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Rami Youssef and Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I knew you was gonna like that movie. Once I saw the, once I saw the, the trailer, the, the trailer, the commercial, I was like, it's gonna be a Vic movie. I know it. Yeah, and you know, I I I, I loved Poor Things. Um, it is a, it's the most delightful Victor movie of last year. Um, it and Emma Stone, man, it's one of the most 
audacious performances I've seen from her and f- or from any actress really. Um, so Poor Things, it's a film, it's like a science fantasy uh, film where Emma Stone plays this woman named Bella Baxter and uh, and uh, Willem Dafoe plays her adopted uh, adoptive father named Godwin who's this uh, sort of like this mad scientist and the whole film takes place during like this Victorian era, like Europe. Um, and so Bella Baxter is this woman who commits suicide and she's with child. And so uh, Godfrey, or, or Godwin rather, Willem Dafoe's character, actually uh, takes the brain of her fetus and and, and replaces uh, Bella Bella's brain with her fetus's brain. And so when she when she uh, is resurrected, like Frankenstein style, she's like she's like you know just trying to rediscover her identity, trying to like figure out her place in the world. And Emma Stone is like her performance is just so it's just it's just so not only so daring and so brave, but it's just so wild and creative that, you know, you, you don't see too many actor actresses, especially ones with her her level of success, throw themselves in a role that's so weird and so eccentric. And and what's really and, and what's and, and it's, it's just so it's just such a joy to watch. Uh you know, Willem Dafoe's character is this mad scientist who who um he's like he's physically deformed and like his like he 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 experiments with like weird creatures in his lab so like he there's like you see like things that you will never see in real life like a pig's head on a chicken's body or or like the the body of like a a a dachshund a wiener dog with like the head of a rooster or something even something even more unrealistic like a current day Dallas Cowboys player with a sixth Super Bowl ring like shit you will never see in real life ever you Prepared it. You worked on that. I did. <laughs> we 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 won our division. We won our division yesterday. Oh, the uh, uh, Sunday. We oh, won, yeah, we won our division. Oh, the uh, NXT Eastside Kike Championship, whatever it's called. What it <laughs> but, but I'm looking. I'm looking at it on Wikipedia, and I'm like, Willem Dafoe. His character calls himself God. Yeah, God for short. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Godwin Baxter. Yep. I see uh, Jared Carmichael's in it. Yep, Jared Carmichael is in it as well. He plays this um, cynical philosopher who thinks that all life is meaningless. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, the the whole film by and large, it's like uh, Bella's uh, sexual awakening, uh, where she discovers um, uh, what she calls furious jumping, uh, which is what she describes sex, and uh, she meets um, and she meets uh, Mark Ruffalo's character. Uh, and, and Mark Ruffalo, God damn, he, this is such a good performance from him. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays this um, bit of a fuckboy character. Duncan um, Wedderburn. Yep, Duncan. Yep, Duncan Wedderburn, who's like this lecherous lawyer who who decides to take um, take Bella with him on like this like globe trotting tour where they have sex a lot, and then like as they as they're getting it on, you know, she starts to discover um, you know her sexual identity, her sexual like uh, uh, taste, and like she starts to rebel uh, against and starts to question you know like Victorian era mores and like social social norms, gender norms, things like that, um, and. And Mark Ruffalo is like kind of like driven mad because like he's trying to keep her like under lock and key, but he's such but he's such such he's such a, a player, but that like he can't, he, but he he's just driven mad because he can't control this woman. 
um, no matter how much he tries. And Mark Ruffalo, man, like I'd say, like this is a, this is like definitely the most interesting performance I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. Like him just playing just like this complete ridiculous, uh, lecherous loser of a guy who uh, who's like so. Who, basically he tries to style himself as a player but uh, but he just he just embarrasses himself at every turn um yeah like the movie the the movie is just absolutely wonderful and and I will say that the ending which I won't spoil really made me smile and I'll and I'll and I'll leave it at that uh <laughs> poor things it's it's creative it's wild it's it's imaginative uh I highly recommend it. It is in my top twelve films of twenty twenty three. Emma Stone, you know she's 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 already an Oscar winner for La La Land. I won't be won't be surprised if she wins for for Poor Things the second time because it's a damn good performance. Why does that name Duncan Wedderburn remind me of what was it Reynolds? Oh, Reynolds Woodcock. Yeah, we <laughs> from Phantom. Stri- Th- yeah, you called him. Th- you said that was your new stripper name. Oh yeah, from Phantom Thread. Uh, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis's final film. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Poor Things. It's out. I can't wait to see this again. I will add this movie to my collection when it comes out in 4K. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's 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 so good, it, it, and it's just it's just so it's just so wonderful. I like. Wasn't this. that the letter? Bro- wasn't that the letter bro- letter brother Vogue episode? <laughs> I th- it, it, it must have been. <laughs> It, it must have been because that's the only like <laughs> association I can think of with that, and just the just Mark Ruffalo's uh, character's name just brought me back to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't make up these names, but uh, but yeah, um, I recommend that movie, Poor Things, and uh, third movie I recommend. Nah. I'm pretty sure this is the one that I want to see. Uh, it's uh, it's my second favorite film of 2023. It's American Fiction. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I gotta wait. We gotta wait till January 12th. Yeah. So for yep. So it can. Yep. It'll uh, American Fiction currently playing in li- limited uh, theaters. Uh, I got to add a chance to see it in Boston at the AMC downtown Boston. So. This is a this is an excellent film, man. I loved it. It was uh, written and directed by Cord Jefferson. This was his debut uh, role, a debut debut uh, film, and it stars Jeffrey Wright, uh, Sterling K. Brown, Tracy Ellis Ross, Issa Rae, and Erica Alexander, uh, Maxine Shaw, Attorney at Law. Yep, from Living Single, and I love this film. Like American Fiction, it's based on this novel called Erasure by Percival Everett, which I read like a decade ago. And it's about this um, this writer named uh, uh, played by Jeffrey Wright, uh, and his name is Thelonious uh, Thelonious Ellison. Uh, he goes by Monk, his nickname, and uh, and he's an he's an author and he's a college professor, and uh, he's having a hard time uh, trying to find success with his work because uh, you know he 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 writes serious uh, liter- literary fiction, but but you know it's not really not really bringing in the dollars that he needs. Uh, but but meanwhile, um, he he finds another black author named uh, named Centara uh, Golden, played by Issa Rae, who writes who also writes uh, uh, you know African American fiction of the more stereotypical variety. Um, her book, her popular book, is titled "Wees Lives in the Ghetto," and um, basically, like her 
her her her books are the equivalent of a Tubi movie. Oh, so she's a female Quan Mills. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, like she writes she writes the most low down, stereotypical ass books, which gain so much popularity, so much praise, and so much profit for her. And uh, and Monk, you know, uh, Thelonious, he's 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 so bitter about it, and rightfully so, that he's like, you know what, you know what, what if I write a story? That's just stereotypical and ridiculous, and just and just just to see how far it would go. And it turns out that like when he, when he tries to he he comes up with this whole story called my pathology, not pathology, pathology, pathology. with an F. And he he comes up with this uh this his pen name called Stagger Lee, this fake author with like this who's like from, straight from the hood. And you know he's he's gangster, you know, and and you know he's he's trying to he's trying to write books and shit. Nah, I mean, and uh, he tries to get his stuff stuff out there, and it's so so stereotypical, so over the top that suddenly all these white publishers are like, oh my god, this is the authentic African American experience. Oh, we love you. We here's all the money, and now and then and then Monk he's in a he's in a crisis ethical crisis where it's like, all right, well. How far can I take this ruse? Because one, I need the money because you know I got to put my mom in a home. She's suffering from dementia. You know, played by Leslie Uggams. I'm assuming. Yep, played by Leslie Uggams. You know, I'm going through all this stuff. You know, um, you know, my job. My job is giving me a hard time. What do I do? So, so the whole film's kind of like about like balancing between like your artist, his artistic ideals versus like quote unquote selling out, like mm-hmm. in in every which way in terms of like for money or for profit or like capitalizing on stereotypes to, to make a buck um yeah this is an excellent film and this is an it's, 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 a, it's a smart screenplay smart film um jeffrey wright man jeffrey wright deserves all all his flowers he deserves awards nominations his way because he's so good in this uh he he, he he plays the right mixture of cynical yet likable like you understand where he's coming from but you can also see where he can't he can, he can be his own worst enemy like he's just like can't get out of his own way um tracy ellis ross plays his sister who oh his sister yep he plays his sister who um who who uh who who makes an appearance in the film who kind of like it's kind of like his like his his like his his uh his best friend in a way uh sterling k brown uh plays his brother um his brother named uh clifford yep cliff ellison and i gotta say sterling k brown not only is he a good actor he's exceptionally good at playing assholes (laughs) (laughs) like he's so good at playing assholes and hard-ass characters like so Sterling K. Brown's character Cliff, he's uh he he's a gay he's a gay man, and like part of his bitterness is that his mom is is also a homophobe, but because she suffers from dementia, you know, there's a scene where where you know uh, Cliff Cliff meets his mom and gives her a hug, and and his mom's like, "See, I knew you weren't homo," and then. And then he just, and then, his, and then he just, he just, he just, you just, just see heartbreak on his face, and, like, and you can see why he's, why he is the way he is, how, why he's so standoffish. Like there's a, there's like there's a there's a funny exchange where, um, where where Sterling K. Brown's character um, is, is on the phone with his brother Monk, and his and, and Sterling K. Brown's like, yeah, you know what, I've taken a lover. And then Monk's like, yo, stop saying that. Nobody says I've taken a lover. And then Sterling K. Brown's character goes, well, I'm saying it right now. Speaking of which, I'm about to, I'm about to take my lover right now. Hey, get over here. <laughs> and, he has a lot of accolades, too. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's excellent in this film. Now, now right. I'm looking at the accolades for the movie. 
Oh yeah, like like. I was nominated. It was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and 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 one of the one of the um uh one of the key scenes that, st- that stood out to me in this film was like there's a scene with him and his with uh, Jeffrey Wright's character and uh, his agent John Ortiz played uh who's named Arthur his character's name is Arthur and they had this really cool ex- really interesting exchange about like um what the audience wants versus what the artist wants mm-hmm. and so there's a scene where where uh where john ortiz's character breaks it down he's like okay well here's the thing monk you know you have all these novels they're they're really good you know they're 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 like literary they're like literary like gold but here's the thing um it's like your your, your books are like johnny walker blue you know the whiskey you know, there's Johnny Walker blue, there's Johnny Walker red and black. You know, the truth is, you know, most people aren't going to spend $150 on some Johnny Walker blue, even though it's the best one. Most people just want to get fucked up. So they're going to spend the money on the cheapest shit possible. So they're going to want they're going to want to spend their money on the Johnny Walker blacks and the reds, you know, but for you and I, we get to spend the money on the blue. So so for you, just pump out this Johnny Walker black and red. So that way you can get you can push out your blue those stuff that you really want to work on and it's kind of like a metaphor of like how you know you know most most audiences you know they don't want they're not looking for like highbrow stuff that's challenges that challenges them they're just they're just looking for you know they're not looking for the johnny walker blues of of of, of film and television they're not looking for the criterions or the arrow videos or whatnot you know they're they're, they're looking for like the 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 johnny walker blacks you know and, and reds you know they're looking for you know like straight up you know movies all about with 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 brightly colored costume heroes oh, which are just which is like which are nothing more but two hour two hour advertisements for the post credit stinger because when you truth is most people talk about the post credit stinger which is just another advertisement for another two hour movie which is another advertisement for the post credit stinger and so on and so forth and 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 and, 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 you know it's fine it's fine most people most people don't want most people don't want sirloin you know, you know, most people, most people don't go out of their way to have that grilled salmon. They just want to sit their happy asses home, crack open a cheap ass, you know, Budweiser or 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 or, or Miller High Life if they want to be really fancy, fancy, and you know, stuff their faces with uh, you know a fish fillet and, and, and you know like a Wendy's cheeseburger or or some or some shit or some greasy shit from Mickey D's or whatever. You know, it's and and, and you know and you know it's it's fine. You're giving me another idea, but <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's it's fine that remember people your, remember your triple stacker. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you say America before you took a bite? I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> I don't know why I said that at the at the time. That was funny though. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you know, but yeah, that's the whole thing. You know, audiences are gonna like what they like, even though. For basically, for most audiences, good enough is just what they settle for, not something that can really, you know, push the envelope. And that's something that he has to wrestle with, you know? Um, By the way, did you end up watching White Chicks yet? Hell no. I'm never watching that film. You got to do it. Listen. You might as well tell me. wants to do it. Look, I, I watched a movie called If You Can Only Imagine. What is that? It's the it's a life story about um that's a it's a gospel it's a uh, Christian contemporary Christian song that's like a really massive hit so it was it was a life story about the uh, about the guy who, who the guy who wrote and performed the song yeah listen wanted to watch it so I watched it with her okay it's alright mm-hmm. but it's like sometimes you gotta do, 
I do watch things that she wants to watch. She wants to watch white chicks. Better make your way downtown. <laughs> Shit, I might as well watch Soul Plane while I'm at it. And I've never seen Soul Plane. I refuse to. No, but I went uh, to the movies to see Soul Plane. <laughs> you should be ashamed. No, we just <laughs> you, 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 we was bo- we wanted to go to the movies and we're like, oh, oh, Soul Plane's about to come on. All right, let's watch that. And we watched it. You should be ashamed. Had fun for what it was, and now I don't think I'll ever watch it again. So plain. Need to? I don't need to watch it again. So plain is a disgrace, man. It is very offensive. Like when you look at it now, you're like, "Yo, that's that that movie's just stupid." <laughs> like that was a movie that did not need to be made. Oh no, it, it did not. Neither did White Chicks. But, but speaking uh, of movies, but but yeah. Um, oh oh, I was gonna say like yeah. Um, just to wrap it up, yeah, American Fiction. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, go see it. Excellent film. It's so smart. It's a smartly written film. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, give him all the flowers. Um, love to see Erica. Yeah, he has one of those voices too. Oh yeah, like, like when he because he does the voice of the Watcher in What If, and I'm like, I can. It ain't Morgan Freeman, but I'll I can tune out to this. Yeah, and hey, if somebody made a movie on on. Uh, a Victor Royal biopic, I would want Jeffy Wright to play me. You know what? Yeah. De age him a little bit because he's about, what, 10 years older than us, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. He's probably like almost. Um, let me see. Jeffy Wright, 65. 50? Oh, damn. Oh, he's 58. Uh, de age him a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's it. Yeah. That is it. That's right. And I think I can just settle for Nick Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cannon. Yo, my fam- when Drumline was out, my family went through this Carl looks like Nick Cannon phase. Mm. And I had the braid and I had braids in my hair at the time. Oh wow. <laughs> so like there was one time they even took a, ma- a picture off a magazine. They went up to my grandmother, who didn't really didn't know who Nick Cannon was. Mm. Like, Grandma, who's this? She just looks, oh that's Carl. <laughs> And I was just like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't say it. Obviously, I was in my grandma's house. I couldn't say it. I'm just like, yo, really? And then they told her, like, no, grandma, this is a celebrity. He just looks like Carl. And she was like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nick Cannon, man. Father of many nations. Like this. is, and I'm a one and done. Yeah. He has like 15 kids, right? Last I checked, he was up to 12. Jeez, it's a, it's gotten to the point where he makes jokes about it. Wow, with how many women does he have kids? You know what? Don't I? I don't know. He's like this generation's ODB. Wow, you ever seen that movie? She hate me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> of too. That's what I was thinking of too. <laughs> that was actually a good movie. It was. It was. Uh, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, just before you go, uh, looking at Mike Medita's comments, he says, go Packers, go Cowboys, done this Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a good. Oh, uh, he's saying go Pack, go Cowboys, uh, done this Sunday. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game this Sunday. We're in the playoffs now, so. Yep. And and, and then he says that uh, Carl, to me, looks like Rev Run's youngest son. 
Diggy? Hmm. Either Diggy or Joe. Diggy or JoJo. One or two. I used to watch Res. I used to watch Ron's house back in the day. Yeah. It was nice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, run the, their debut album, Run DMC, is forty years old. Eighty four, man. Damn. I, I'm still thirty nine. Fuck you. <laughs> And that's the way it is. is. <laughs> but what are you looking forward to in 2024? Yeah. I got a small list of movies and literally only two video games, which is like, oh man, the game with the year of gaming that we had. Mm-hmm. And I said this off here with the year of gaming that we had. I'm like, damn, only two. Yeah, I mean, like 2023 spoiled us rotten with with games, yeah. top games like. The game, 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 bam, bam, bam. Happy belated birthday, big city. Yeah, happy belated birthday, man. Yep. Also turned the big four zero as well, man. Join the club. Uh, Tekken uh, eight, which comes out in what two weeks? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And my other one is Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. Oh, the remake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got a, I've got a few games I'm looking forward to uh, uh, this year. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that uh, Black Myth Wukong. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you if you uh, YouTube some footage of it, it looks really good. It looks phenomenal. Um, I think it's based on um, Journey to the West, like an old, I think like an old uh, Chinese um, a story novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, what else? Oh God, there was another game. Um, and I'm I'm just like scrolling through this list here. Uh, oh, Dragon's Dogma Two. Um, very curious about that because I've heard a lot of good things about the first game, which is kind of like a cult classic by Capcom. So okay. it's like a action RPG, um, open world. There's dragons you can climb on, you can fight. Um, I, I want only. I just want an Onimusha remake. I would love to see an Onimusha remake. I think Capcom should definitely get on that. Uh, you know, if you really think about it, if you have you beaten Onimusha? Yes, I've beaten the first three games. I, mean, I only played beat the first one. Yeah, you know the whole, the span of that whole entire game is one night. Yep. Yeah, one whole night. Yeah, it's and the game was pretty short too. Marcellus. <laughs> oh yeah, that uh, that uh, that classic uh, English voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Such a good game. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a, a remake is definitely in order. Um, um, I'm gonna say LOL at this one because it's coming out February second for video games. Uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. I don't know, man. This might be. I'm so skeptical. Like, I like Rocksteady games. Like, their Arkham games are solid, especially Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. I loved Arkham. Arkham Asylum was good. Yeah. Uh, have you played Arkham City? The I started one? to, and then something else came out, and then now it's just kind of. Oh man, that game is phenomenal. That's like my favorite one in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really skeptical about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Like, I'm getting like strong Gotham Knights vibes from it. Um, even though I know that that game's like the final voice acting performance of Kevin Conroy, rest in peace. I don't Dude, know. You kind of just want to buy it just for that reason. I don't know, man. Well, we'll see what the reviews say, but. Maybe maybe it'll be a surprise, but I don't know. I'm I'm quite skeptical. Uh, oh, what's another game? Oh, um, Rise of the Ronin coming out in March. Oh, that's coming out. Yep, March twenty second. Okay, all right. 
Because I, I did see that one in the Game Awards, and I was like, yo, that looks like the closest thing to a Ghost of Tsushima 2. Yeah. And that's what sold me on it. So, okay, Rise of the Ronin. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, those are the few games I'm looking forward to uh, uh, this year. Um, and, and I know with my gaming backlog, there's still some other games that I really <laughs> want to finish. Yeah, like right now I'm 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 starting to make my way through Phantom Liberty for Cyberpunk. So there's always four in February. At least bang four of them out. Yeah, <laughs> it gives us a reason to bang four of them out. Oh yeah, I I, I can pick a few games for that. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Actually, I wish. A whole month. That's like, man, I don't know, man. I'm gonna get back on that horse, but there are other games that I really want to play, though. You got a man. You got a wedding to plan for. I have a first birthday to plan for. Yep. Two months away. Yeah, man. Jazzy's Jazzy's ten months. <sighs> wow, time, man. What is time? Yeah, between like Jazzy's first birthday, you know, my wedding coming up in May, May eighteenth. <sighs> man. This 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 is the year, and then the ninth nine year anniversary of Codex Prime. Damn, so much, so many milestones, man. Yeah, it's wonderful. Balling. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I got for gaming, for games. Uh, yeah, same. For movies, the Book of Clarence. Yep, coming out this Friday. I. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know the premise. I know the soundtrack was, looks like it's going to be dope. Yeah. With the artists that they have. And Lakeith Stanfield, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, that's true. Um, Stranger Things Season 5, start, uh, they started filming the other day. Oh, nice. Okay. And it's the final season. Nice. Um, Bob Marley's One Love. Hmm. I'm very intrigued to see, to, just to see that because uh, Kingsley Bet. Ben. Kingsley Benadier. Yep. Um, I did, even though it was very low rated, I did like his performance in uh, Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only, I think I've seen him in something else, too. I just can't think about it. But it's like, you know what? I see something, I see a lot of potential in him. Mm. So it's like, all right. And the Marley family chose him. Oh, really? They chose him. Wow. Yeah, judging from the trailer, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna do a hell of a job. I, I think so. So, uh, this one I saw, the, I saw the trailer when I went to go see, um, when I went to go see uh, the Iron Claw, Love Lies Bleeding. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that. It's like a about a female bodybuilder and some crime, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of just. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, it's kind of. That's a major selling point. <laughs> yeah, and Kristen Stewart's in it too. She's a great actress. Yeah, and um, oh, she played Gentora, and she also played in the Mandalorian. Who played the woman who plays the bodybuilder? Oh, is it Gina Carano? No, oh. no, her career's done. Oh yeah, yeah, she um, she torched that. <laughs> hold on, she played in Quantumania, so I gotta. Oh man, because it's gonna. It's gonna mess with me if I don't. Th- Good, it came up first. Cast Katie O'Brien. Okay. Yeah. She plays the bodybuilder. 
And I'm looking at her, I'm like, yo, that girl's Jack, but why does she look familiar? Mm. Katie O'Brien. Mm. Okay. So yeah, she's got yeah, she's in it. So I'm like so intrigued by that. Also, Civil War looks good. Oh yeah. Alex Garland's next film. Dude, freaking Wagner Moore. I haven't seen him since freaking uh, Narcos. Mm. Yeah. He played Pablo Escobar. Oh wow, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Civil War and uh, stars um Kirsten Dunst, I believe, right? Yeah, and um Nick Offerman plays the president. Mm. Yeah. That dude's got range. He does. Yeah. He won he actually won the, he actually won the Golden an, Globe? No, an Emmy for oh, an Emmy. An yeah. Emmy for his performance in The Last of Us. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Offerman, he's a he's a good actor. Yeah. yeah. Um obviously Deadpool three. Because it's like all right, what Disney's giving us a rated R. Yeah. They're actually sticking to it, and they're gonna give us a rated R. Hugh Jackman rocking the yellow and blue, and I, I what's he gonna say? Yeah, what kind of like you know? There's gonna be some crossover jokes like mm-hmm. Marvel, you know, about Disney buying out 20th Century Fox and stuff. So it's like, what you got for me? Yeah, um, I'm actually curious about it. Uh, it's gonna be the only MCU film coming out this year. Uh, I'll I'll ch- I'll check it out. What's you get? Oh, Jennifer Garner's reprising her role as Electra. Really? Oh, the roast <laughs> session that is Brian Reynolds is going to have. <laughs> well, that's gonna be interesting to see. It, it is. That's why I'm like I was looking at the cast. I'm like, yo, they're really bringing in Electra. Wow. They can't they couldn't just bring Electra from the Daredevil TV series. I don't know what they're doing with that. Hmm. Because Echo starts tonight. Oh, does it? Yeah, it actually it actually came out already. It came out at 9 p.m. Oh wow, okay. So like how like how no, didn't she die in Daredevil? I think so. Like I've only seen the first two seasons. I haven't seen the third one, the third and final season on Netflix. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you. Yeah, she. Yeah, um. Yeah, I really can't tell you, but she was a better looking Electra. She looked more like Electra. Yeah, well, like the than Jennifer Garner. That was just yeah. okay. Jennifer Garner was the pretty face at the time. Yep, she was powerful off that show Alias, so they were still capitalizing off that. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. There's no excuse for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even think of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's raining. I want to see you. I will say, uh, Daredevil, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, it gave us that Evanescence song, Bring Me to Life. That's it. And My Immortal. Yep, that's it. Oh, it, that scene was to that song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That movie was bad. It, it was. I mean, I will say that the, the, the director's cut was marginally better because Coolio had a bigger role in a subplot. Uh, Coolio was gonna play Scarecrow. You God know, rest his soul. Yeah, you know what? Somewhere, if there was like another universe, oh my god, I want to see that Coolio as Scarecrow movie. And then you also want to see Marlon Wayans play Robin that he's still getting paid for. You know, what? good for him. I would, I would, I would see that. You know, speaking of Marlon Wayans, like um, in, in Worcester, there's this uh, comic book store called That's Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And among their um, used uh, comp or used graphic novels and paperbacks, I saw that Marlon Wayans actually has a comic book. Really? 
Yeah, he he published it like way back in 2005, and it's like a black exploitation uh, spoof. Uh, let me just Google it real quick. Marlon Wayne's comic book. Um, it was called Super Bad James Dynamite. <laughs> Pick it up for me. It was five dollars. Pick it up for me. Out here. And, see here here it is. Super Bad James <laughs> Dynamite. And and I, I was I was okay. And I was I was thumbing through this the, the, the pages of the book, right? Yeah. All right, whatever. Pick it up for me. <laughs> if I find it, if it's still there. But um, but yeah, I was thumbing through the pages of this book, and there's a there's a there's a page where this guy, he he, I guess like he sees this billboard of this woman with 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 her, with her with her this big booty woman with her ass out. And there's like a hole in the poster. And then the guy just climbs into the hole. And it's like, and I'm reading, I'm like, huh. I just put it down and I just kept browsing. I just, I just didn't think about it anymore. I'm like, I'm like, I, I was, I was tempted to buy it to just for, just for, just for shits and giggles. But I'm like, I think my $5 could be better serviced elsewhere. Well, you got mine. <laughs> All right. Pick it, pick it, pick it up for me. What was you picking up? I picked up, um, Beneath the trees. uh, no, uh, I picked up, there was like some couple of used uh uh paperbacks like I, I picked up uh the Batman New Fifty Two mm-hmm. uh Volume One and Two the Court of Owls oh okay yeah. yep and uh, I picked up DC the New Frontier okay which I hear was really good so I picked those up but um yeah if I, if I come across that super bad James yeah, Dynamite I'll, I'll I'll buy it I'll read it and I'll I'll pass it off to you and you let you tell me what you think of it because. It looks so it looks so goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it is gonna be Marlon Wayne's Joker yeah. Folia do. Yeah, and I hear us here. It might be a musical. Yeah, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Um, you know what? Hey, hey, Joaquin Phoenix. He won an Oscar for Best Actor for the first Joker movie. Who knows? Maybe Lady Gaga might get her get her Oscar for for acting. Uh, and uh, Mufasa the Lion King. Yeah, yes, the the last one that they did it was like, yeah, they tried. But a nice little backstory about Mufasa and Scar, and they actually revealed like Scar's real name. Oh, he has a real name. He does. Um oh my god. It was hold on. Scar. Damn it. The Lion King. It was they actually did give it to him. Hmm. I know that. I know that the. Um, while you're looking that up, I know mm-hmm. that the this Mufasa movie is going to be directed by Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, if Beale Street could talk. Yep. If Beale Street could talk and Moonlight, his Oscar-winning film. Um, I don't know. Like the the Lion King CG remake was soulless. From what it I was. It was in in uh yeah in uh what do you call it in hindsight yeah it was just like they would just read it we really was better off just taking the audio from the ninety four movie mm-hmm. and just putting it there they yeah. wanted to get Beyonce in a movie Beyonce can't act to save her life she she really can't <laughs> Beyonce just cannot. She cannot. They, act. Yeah, they wanted it. They wanted to do that, and mm. oh my 
Yeah. They really had a name for it. Uh. And it was actually, like, they gave a little backstory to it. It was actually very interesting, too. It's just like. I don't know. It was Scar's name. I don't know. Wale Jones or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Nah, nah, it was. It was. A, it was an African name. I just can't. Mbaku. No. Mbaku uh, <laughs> always got his ass whooped. Yeah, Mbaku should have died in Wakanda forever when when he took that punch to the heart by Namor. Yeah. He. Damn. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Mufasa, the prequel. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna see. It. I, I, I hey, this is like a director for hire type type job. So, you know, Barry Jenkins. You know, just get get that Disney bag so you can make more interesting movies. Um, you know, you know, yeah. Just just do that. I'll 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 take it. I'll take it under on that level. Um, Taka. Taka. A Swahili word meaning dirt or rubbish. Oh, okay. Great. I prefer Scar. (laughs) I think they said that, like, he, they gave him that name because when he got the Scar and it brought, like, embarrassment to the name. Something like that I read. Yeah. 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 Brought, brought, Brought great embarrassment, much like the Lion King remake. Uh... Yeah. Any other movies you're looking forward to? No, that was it. Okay. Yeah. Um, as for me, um, I know you mentioned Joker, Fully Ado. Um, in March, I'm looking forward to Dune Part 2. That trailer was cool. Yeah. Have you I, seen- didn't, I did not see the first one. I have not read like any of the books or anything, but I was like, this was very like visually stunning. Oh, it is. Yeah, like it, it won the Oscar for cinematography and visual effects. And Hans Zimmer won an Oscar for score for the best original score for it. Um, yeah, it, Dune Part Two is gonna be phenomenal. Like Part One was great. Um, this is a second half of the Dune story. Yeah. Um, I know that they're planning a third movie, probably based on one of the other novels that came after Dune. But yeah, this one I'm looking forward to. It was supposed to come out last October, but right. because of the actor strike it got delayed so yeah this one is as high on my list um i'm looking forward to uh bong joon ho's next film he directed parasite this movie called uh, mickey 17 uh stars robert pattinson um it's a, it's a sci-fi movie i think robert pattinson plays like a a clone um who keeps dying and then like his other clones have like the other previous clones memories so I'm like, hmm, interesting premise. Didn't somebody from Parasite recently pass away? Yeah, one of the actors, um, oh God, I forget his name, but like he committed, he actually committed suicide. Oh, yeah, I think it was like, yeah, because it, it was like in South Korea, it was like something about like um, a, a drug scandal. Like basically, like if you if you use drugs, even if it's something like weed, like in South Korea, they treat it as like a massive scandal to the point where it ruins your reputation. You can't, it ruins your career. You can't get work and. Just it just drove him past the point of past the brink, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was awful. But yeah, um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, Mickey Seventeen. Um, looking forward to Godzilla and Kong: The New Empire because the, the, those MonsterVerse movies are are so dope. You know, uh, Godzilla Kong. I mean, the Godzilla versus Kong. There is a clear winner winner in that film, um, although they do team up. 
No. Okay. We're, we're not talking about the 90s Godzilla. The lizard. Nope. The long lizard. Yeah. The giant. Come with me. <laughs> with a, that's, a, that's a Diddy song, right? Diddy and Jimmy Page. Yeah. I'm good with that. Um, oh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That that was a very interesting thing. But I feel like I haven't, because I haven't followed like the Planet of the Apes since like the first, like the first movie. Was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? And- uh, oh, was are you talking about like, the original, like the '60s version? Or no, like oh, the 2000s. Oh yeah, yeah. The first was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Rock. Second was Dawn. Okay, yeah. Rise was the only one I saw. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely watch those. That watch that trilogy. There's Rise, Dawn, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Those are and really now there's good. King. Yeah, yeah, Kingdom and like that. Yeah, that one takes place like 300 years after the the current the previous trilogy. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one because all those movies are solid. Yeah. Um, Wasn't there a new Avatar supposed to come out this year? Uh, I think that was the original plan. I don't know if that's the case or if I th- oh, oh I think uh, Avatar is coming out like. I think 2025 or 2026. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's coming out every two years now. Um, oh, Inside Out 2. Definitely looking forward to that because I love the first one. I hope, Phyllis, I hope uh, Phyllis Smith is in it. She played the she played the voice of Sadness. Oh, yeah. She yeah. plays Phyllis, Phyllis in The Office. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope that's on your list of uh, shows to like shows to watch. This oh, year. The Office, the, the U.S. version? Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll get around to that. Um, it's so re- it makes it so relatable. It's like <laughs> you work in an office. <laughs> yeah, um, but but of course, um, there's one movie above all that I'm looking forward to. I think that this movie uh, is gonna be my number one film of 2024. I think it's gonna be it's gonna sweep the Oscars. It's gonna sweep the Globes. It's gonna sweep SAG. Um, it's gonna it's gonna sweep the Baftas. And and this movie is gonna revolutionize cinema forever, Carl. I'm talking about. I have three words: Craven the Hunter. Can I super, Bam. Can I super kick you now or later? This movie, Craven the Hunter, is gonna revolutionize Marvel movies like never before. Listen, people say Sony doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with Spider-Man outside of the Spider Verse. They're like, hey, why are you making movies based on Venom? Or based on Madam Web, hey, hey, listen, Craven the Hunter was supposed to come out last October, but thanks to the actor's strike, you know, we were, 2023 was denied the blessing of Aaron Taylor Johnson's Craven the Hunter. This year, 2024, you are trying so hard to say all this with a straight face. Superhero cinema will never be the same. I said that, you know, I was I had Marvel fatigue. You know, I I was tired of, you know, you know, you know, so because we were inundated with so much Marvel content, right? I think Craven the Hunter is going to get me back <laughs> to the Marvel to the Marvel live action Marvel uh, 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 uh pantheon, okay? Okay. Listen. Listen. How genius is it to take, you know, who at best is just a a a supporting character you know, uh, uh, a, a villain whose only notable thing he ever did uh, was unfortunately taking his own life in the comics um, until Spider-Man 2 came out. Uh, I- I'm talking about a story where you take a Spider-Man villain, but you take away, you know, you know, his, his you take away the one the one interesting hero that makes Craven interesting, right? And, and, and you give it to Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's who's a, who's a, who's a good actor. He's a, he's a very good actor, right? Love him in Godzilla. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And I think I think Craven the Hunter, man. Listen, listen. V- Venom. You know the the Venom movies are what they are. God, you know. Third one. What? There's a third movie. There's a third one coming out this year. Why are they making? Th- why would they make a third Venom movie? That's the. the fr- oh, wow. So Sony, Sony, what the fuck? They Sony? reached their peak when they did Carnage. Like, wow. What, what would you do with a third? I don't know. But I really a, don't know. Absolute Carnage. I don't know. But um, There's nothing else you can do. Would you do? I don't. I really can't think of it. I swear to God, if they do null, I will be so pissed. Null. The symbiote god. Might as well do that. <laughs> But yes, uh, Craven the Hunter, okay? Uh, I mean, between Craven the Hunter and Madam Web, which I'm sure Madam Web is going to, is going to, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take the Sony Marvel Universe to that way above the, way above the upper echelon of superhero films. You know, the MCU, I know it's got mixed reactions lately. It's, it's not doing it for, for most people nowadays. It's kind of on a rocky, rocky road. I think Madam Web and Craven the Hunter double feature it's going to take it to the it's going to take superhero cinema to a how nova level word look at me with a straight face and tell me that you that you actually mean that i meant absolutely nothing i just said (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think i think craven you know what i think it's going to be the next morbius he's evil steve Irwin. (laughs) yo that's 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 the best description ever. Craven the Hunter is evil Steve Irwin. <laughs> no disrespect to the Spider-Man Two Craven. He was a motherfucker. Oh, the Sp- Insomniac Spider-Man Two. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was a motherfucker. Oh, but he went out with a he went out the way he wanted to. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I can't wait to play that for my four of February. Mm, yeah. Um. And. Madam Web is just yeah is a serious Miss Cleo. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically like does she have does she have spider power like the the character Madam Web does she have spider power? I don't know too much about the about the character unfortunately. Man, you you know what? I th- I think I think Sony had a missed opportunity. I know I know the the real Miss Cleo died, but they could have cast like some uh, shut up. They could, <laughs> they could have cast some Jamaican actress and just have her, you know, be Madame Web. Like, call me now for your free psychic greeting, you know, and, and just like hit people with webs. I don't know. Her abilities are clairvoyance, precognition, telep- telepathy, and a gifted intellect. Oh, okay, I, I I don't know how if that how that justifies a a theatrical movie instead of something straight to streaming. But okay, hey. You know, hey, Sony's got to do. Sony's, you know, you know, they have they have a winner with the Spider Verse films, but they they're they're trying hard with their uh, with their Spider with their Sony Spider Verse. I mean, why can't they just like just cast Andrew Garfield and just have him do That's that? That's what I said. Use Andrew Garfield for the Sony Verse, so we yep. can get the darker films and keep Tom Holland for the MCU. Yeah, that, that problem solved. Yeah. There it is. That way you can justify having Craven there. You can have him fight Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You can justify the whole Sony universe. Pretty much. 
Let them own. Let them have their own entities because. Okay, so when he's doing something right with the Last of Us TV show, yep. They, I just saw that they casted. Um, oh, they cast uh, Caitlin Deaver. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. Jack her up a little bit. Also. Maybe we'll see. Well, no, that's the character. That was the character she was. Right. Um, but I, I wonder if they take if they might take a different approach. But we'll see. But uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, you know, you know. I think I think now that I think about it, um, I think Sony. I think Sony really should provide us with that Aunt May movie that they were thinking about years ago. They might as well. How May met Ben. Yeah, they turn it into like a romantic comedy, and then. Oh, she was in that movie Detroit that you that made you hate Will Poulter. Oh, yo, Detroit man, that movie. Yo, Will Poulter was John a. Krasinski was in that. Yeah, he was. He was a motherfucker in that movie too. <laughs> yo, Will Poulter was a goddamn asshole in in Detroit. Urgh. He played he played a racist ass cop so well. I was like, <sighs> yeah, I, I I had to I had to like take a walk after that movie was over, man. Damn. Oh damn! But yeah, uh, yeah, that's twenty four. Bring it, yeah, bring it. Um, oh, and there's one more movie, Bad Boys Four. You know, I'm very skeptical about that because it's like, okay, I'm glad we got the trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, nothing beats the first film though. In my in my view, in my view, it's two one three. Okay, not mad at that. Three, two was just fun, mm. yeah. and like if I if it's on BET or VH1 or any of the mother Viacom stations, yep, I'm like, oh, it's on. Nah, I'll throw it on. I'll just have it on. Yeah, too many, mo- you know, too many great moments. Mm-hmm. The scene with the clan in the beginning. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, that. Honestly, there's only one memorable one scene that I really liked in part three. Oh, what was that? Oh, the beginning when uh, Marcus had a bit had the bit. Yeah, he's a grandfather. Oh, wow! <laughs> I haven't seen part three, so. Oh, I, if I just show you the opening scene, you'd just be like, "Okay, there <laughs> it is, there it is." It's like, mm. yo, this this is kind of full circle. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But yeah, uh, Bad Boys Four, maybe. Uh, Maybe that's like the first star of the Will Smith comeback train. I hope so. I, I really yeah. do hope so because Jada, oh Jada, getting roasted on social media. Yo, you know what? I saw I saw a recent picture of Jada Pinkett. Uh, I, I, and no no joke, I legit thought I was I was looking at Pitbull. I was like, oh, Pitbull. Oh, everybody said Pitbull, Fat Joe. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Pitbull until I was like, oh wait, that's Jada Pinkett. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought people was dropping a new album or something. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, let us know uh, what other things you're looking forward to in uh, 2024. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, movies, films, uh, wrestling, wrestling. You know, WrestleMania 40 coming out. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, let us know what you're look, looking forward to in in, in 2024. Uh, it's it's going to be a massive year. It's going to be a great year. 
it's also uh, an election year, so massive fingers crossed for a good outcome in November, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, um, in the meantime, Carl, uh, anything else you got for us as we wrap up? No, um, I know there's a fleet meet and greet media up happening in Springfield. I'll definitely keep you guys posted with what's going on with that. But other than that, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Nice. Okay. You know, you can just find us on everywhere on you know Facebook Live. You know, thank you for watching. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, which I plan to like do more like interactive content as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Yeah, I still call it Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher iHeartRadio, check out my Mixcloud uh, at MrBird1027. Uh, Do the Film thing is out right now. Yes. Um, I advertise all that on my Mixcloud too, by the way. Nice. Welcome. Uh, Thanks. Um, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah, and uh, and Do the Film Thing is currently uh, hosted on Podbean. So do the film thing dot podbean dot com. You can also find out. You can also find the links to uh, uh, Do the Film Thing on Spotify and iHeartRadio. Hopefully, it'll it'll make an appearance on Apple Podcasts soon. Okay, yeah, it'll be on our link tree. Yep, nice. So so yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, tune in next week. We got more nerdy goodness coming at you. Um, let's see. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, is that what's that sport called? Is it Bowl Mania? Stop. Bowl Mania Fifty Eight. Is that Stop. coming out? Uh, are, are are the Cowboys making it to to the to the big game? You know, we're on a roll right now. We're doing very good. Dak's having a really good season. Uh, we're doing we're we're doing good. So I'm I'm taking this game. I'm taking it one game at a time. That's good. That's good. You know, I mean, I mean, one one might say that your NFC East championship is is the closest you'll ever have to a Super Bowl win. So you many well, will say that because many will hate us. Because you might as well just celebrate that, and then you know, don't get your hopes up. Is what I'm saying. Listen, but if it does happen, it won't. I mean, <laughs> if it does happen? Oh my God! Oh my Jesus! But like I said, at least one thing. What? It's over. Oh. Over for the for the Patriots. Oh yeah, Belichick's. No, nah, I think there's gonna be some controversy going around, but he's supposed to. He should be leaving now. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, that wraps it up for this week. Uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Thank you for watching and listening. Peace out, nerds. Later.